Wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, welcome to episode 118 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we've got a great show for you tonight. I will tell everyone we're starting a little bit late. That doesn't matter to those of you that don't catch the live stream, uh, but I, I just I have to get into it because I've, I've been ahead of schedule. I've been actually ahead of schedule today, and lately I've actually been getting things done, and it's been crazy. Uh, the 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 non the it factor the uh, what's the word I'm looking for the <laughs> the the thing that just just can go sideways every week is having a toddler at home a three year old and so tonight going into the studio literally coming into the studio on time to record uh, my daughter was frantically searching for a shoe not one of her shoes not a shoe like that she would wear but a shoe for her Elsa doll her Elsa Barbie doll for those of you on the live feed uh, that's the shoe that is the shoe the freaking shoe these Barbie sized shoes. It's ridiculous, and I'm going to tell all the toy makers out there, uh, let's figure out something to, to, to get around this, because I spend so much of my life looking for little things that come off of dolls, such as this little tiny, tiny, tiny shoe that's actually almost transparent. It's almost clear. That's crazy. So I spent a good amount of time looking for that, finally found it, actually my, my good friend and sister Laura found it but frantically searching around the house, uh, and therefore we're starting about a half an hour later than we usually do. So these things happen. That's what happens when you have a three-year-old at home. Uh, but honestly, toy makers out there, I, I get you want to have little shoes and stuff for the dolls and everything, but let let's have a solution of some kind uh, for younger kids. You know, This isn't a 12-year-old that, that can keep track of little things. This is a three-year-old. Three-year-olds lose things. So maybe the shoes should be attached. Maybe not every doll needs tiny, tiny shoes like this. Maybe there's something that keeps them at least kind of attached. These things just fall off constantly. It's ridiculous. Anyway, that wasn't actually the weekly rant, <laughs> amazingly enough. But seriously, toy makers, let's do better. All right, we always kick things off with our social plugs. That's right. Uh, you can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, four episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be Twitter. Head on over to Twitter. Follow our official Go Tell to the Wall Twitter account, which is at Tell the Wall Pod. You can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. Follow both of those. You know you're following the Orange Menace and a bunch of other idiots on Twitter, so why not follow this idiot that's sitting in a studio every week talking to a wall for your entertainment? Uh, we are, of course, live on Facebook right now. Head on over to Facebook.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. And that is our official Go Tell It to the Wall Facebook page. Like the page, check back off, and we have admins on there that keep everything in line and make sure things are running smoothly. That's going to keep you up to date on pretty much any new episode that comes out, uh, as well as a bunch of other things. And, of course, YouTube. Oh, we're going to talk about some YouTube tonight, but we are still on YouTube. Head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell It to the Wall, subscribe to our channel, watch the videos. That's where you're going to find all of our beer reviews. You're going to find the full live feeds from all of our podcast episodes, uh, as well as mental health clips, parenting clips, all kinds of good stuff uh, on the YouTube. So make sure you're heading over there and subscribing to our Go Tell It to the Wall channel. Uh, and of course, most importantly, all encompassing of those things I just mentioned would be SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's right, SeanO'RourkeLive.com is the official website for everything Go Tell It to the Wall and everything that is Sean O'Rourke Live. Uh, so make sure you bookmark that. And if you don't remember any of those other things I just mentioned, the Twitter, the YouTube, the Facebook, uh, you can actually just link directly there from SeanO'RourkeLive.com. You're also going to find blog posts, uh, photos, exclusive stuff that you're not going to find on any of those other uh, platforms. So make sure you bookmark and check back often for any kind of updates through Sean O'Rourke Live, including our Patreon campaign. 
That's right. If you have the means to do so, please help us out financially. Every dollar helps, uh, so please do so. Head on over to Patreon, uh, get some awesome perks and all that good stuff. And Bridget just joined our live feed. Bridget, I, you missed the beginning. Uh, I'm starting late tonight. I was actually on time. This is what I was looking for, Bridget. Spent 20 minutes looking for that little bad boy. I know that Bridget can relate. She's got two little girls at home. That's an Elsa shoe. That's an Elsa shoe. And I'm in for now our on-air producer uh, who just joined the live feed. Uh, but like I said, got to look for these little tiny shoes uh, every now and then. But as I was saying, Patreon, help us out if you can. I also want to make a quick mention before I get into the beer this week. Uh, found myself at an awesome little brewery this past weekend uh, driving through Carpinteria. If you're not familiar with Carpinteria, it's, it's just south of Santa Barbara. It's like, ah, I want to say like 15, 10, 15 south of Santa Barbara. Uh, just off the 101 there. Great, sleepy little beach town. Awesome, awesome town. I love Carpinteria. Uh, but didn't realize until we I was stopping there to grab a bite with, with my wife and daughter and uh, came across Rincon, either Rincon or Rincon. I didn't should have asked an exact pronunciation. You know, like usually the last name's Rincon, but it might be Rincon Brewing, R-I-N-C-O-N. Uh, fantastic little little tasting room there, full restaurant and everything right there in Carpinteria. Uh, the beers were super tasty. The food was fantastic. My wife very much enjoyed the food as well, uh, and I actually brought back some of it, so we're going to be getting some of that into the beer reviews, so look for those on YouTube on the official Go Tell to the Wall channel. Uh, but if you're ever traveling through Carpinteria or if you live near Carpinteria, even if you live near Santa Barbara, it's definitely worth a drive uh, from Santa Barbara. It's, it's, we're talking like a 15-minute drive just down the 101 there. Uh, check out Rincon Brewing. Uh, in Carpinteria, can't recommend them enough. Uh, but as far as the beer this week, not using the Rincon Brewing beers this week. However, we are getting a nice little Southern California brew here from St. Archer. That's right, St. Archer out of San Diego, California. I've talked about them before, but for those of you that aren't familiar, Sean White actually owns a portion of St. Archer out of San Diego. Uh, they have a lot of tasty brews. This one is their Tropical IPA. It's 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 definitely an IPA, uh, but a little smoother than your typical West Coast IPA because it is tropical. They've got some, some fruity flavors in there, and I think this one... That's probably from the hops as well. I can never tell because some of these the breweries, they throw actual, like not actual fruit. They're not like throwing pineapples in there, uh, but there's some fruity accents that are coming from actual fruit. Uh, and then sometimes it's just from the actual uh, fruitiness of the hops. So I'm not positive on this one. I didn't do enough research, but you do definitely get a little mango flavor in there uh, along with some other tropical flavoring. Still definitely an IPA though. Mm. But if you are an IPA fan, I would recommend this one to you. <clears throat> and even if you're right on the edge of IPAs, uh, like Chris, his song, our other on-air producer, he might, Chris might actually like this one. I'm always, he's, he's kind of my divining rod because he does not like the, the super hoppy uh, IPAs and pale ales. But this one, it, it gets smooth enough that if you're on the border of, of enjoying an IPA, uh, you're probably going to enjoy this one as well. So check him out, St. Archer. This is brand new, too. I hadn't seen this one. I think it just came out from St. Archer. It is sitting at 7%, though, so keep that in mind. Those are the slightly higher alcohol content. Not super crazy for an IPA, but higher than your typical lagers and such, so keep that in mind as well. And there's all kinds of tasty brews uh, from St. Archer. I don't think I've had one that I've ended by. Uh, their White Ale's really good, which I think we've had on the podcast. Uh, they've got some other tasty brews as well, so check out St. Archer out of San Diego. All right. Ah, uh, man. See, that wasn't the rant at the top of the show here. I could rant about a stupid little Elsa shoe probably for like two hours because this is the bane of my existence i am anyone out there who's a parent uh to especially to young children maybe if you have older children maybe you don't remember doing this to, with your younger children but half my day is spent looking for junk and then when toy makers make stuff this small and damn near transparent it's not easy to find 
And for the love of God, I got hardwood floors throughout. I can't imagine someone that has carpeting, especially like a longer carpeting. I don't think people have shag carpeting anymore, but a longer carpeting, it, stuff like gone. Just it's gone. It's getting vacuumed up. Like <laughs> you're never seeing that again. However, when it comes to the actual official weekly rant for episode 118 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast, I want to talk about something that I think I don't think a lot of people consider. Uh, it's often a big consideration of mine because of my mental illness and because I do have a little bit of claustrophobia. Uh, it, it pops up every now and then. It's definitely not a daily thing in the way that my OCD and my OAD uh, are obsessive anxiety disorder. However, it does come up quite a bit. And a lot of times it is because of people lacking this certain thing. And that certain thing is spatial awareness. That's right. Spatial awareness. If you're not familiar with this, hey, Joey, if you're not familiar with spatial awareness, this is essentially just being aware of what's around you, the space around you. And I've noticed late, really my entire life, but especially lately, that people just don't consider this. They're not considering that there are other people around them. They kind of live in their own little world. And it's amazing to me uh, that people have lost that just that little bit of of what's the word I'm looking for now I'm blanking on it but just you know have some decency when it comes to being out in public and around other people and this happens to me so much so much uh, for example and this one seems silly but for example the other day I was out walking with my daughter uh, and we get up to the crosswalk we're getting ready to cross the street and go to the park and and I was walking up there's these two young ladies you know typical Highland Park people uh, hipsters in other words there's nothing wrong with being a hipster well meh meh Nothing wrong with it, I guess. Uh, how, and what they're doing is they're standing, leaning against the pole. The two of them are essentially hugging the pole for the crosswalk where the button is. So I walk up with my daughter, and I'm standing there. I'm like, well, well surely they have hit the button because they're standing there like they're going to cross the street. And it goes through an entire cycle, and the, the crosswalk doesn't actually change. So I look at them both, and I look at, I look at my daughter, Zoe, and I'm like, Okay, so I go up and I reach my hand, and I'm not, I didn't, not touching them. I'm exaggerating when I say they're hugging it. I'm not touching them, but they're essentially leaning on the pole. And one of them kind of gives me a look, and I'm like, you know, you have to actually press the, I said this to him, you have to actually press the button for it to change. She just kind of looks at me, and I, I walk back a little bit to where I was standing, like where the curb goes down, and I have a stroller, you know, and then a few minutes later, the light changes, and sure enough, they cross. And I'm just going, what, you know, it's one thing, you can say you forgot to press the button or whatever, but you're, you're, you're basically standing on the button at that point standing on the button have awareness to the fact that other and if you're trying to cross the street have awareness to that and have awareness to the fact that someone else is literally standing there not far from you trying to cross the street the funny thing is on that same walk we finished at the park and walking down the street again spatial awareness spatial awareness uh these two young people young hipsters they come popping out of highland cafe there on york boulevard uh, and I guess to be funny, maybe one of them had had a couple beers at Highland Cafe because you can do that. Although, to be fair, it was like 1230 in the afternoon. So I don't care what age you are. 1230 in the afternoon is not the best time to be drinking too much. Uh, and, and a male and a female. The female decides that she needs to be carried down the sidewalk. And this is happening in front of me. So the guy picks her up and her legs are hanging out to the side. And that's one thing. It's fine. Have fun. Do whatever you're going to do. But as I'm walking down the sidewalk, looking to pass them, they're swerving. And to the point where I was had plenty of room to get around them, but at the last minute they decided to kind of swerve, and literally this woman almost kicked my kid's stroller with her feet because her feet are hanging down. She's being carried down the street by this guy. It's ridiculous. Spatial awareness, people. And this happens, these are just two examples. This happens to me constantly on walks. So I walk every day. I walk two miles every day with my daughter. At least two miles every day. Uh, we go to the park, we play at the park, and we walk home. We live a mile away from the park. 
Uh, you know, we often run errands. Living in Highland Park is actually really nice for that. You can run errands around here, walking, taking a stroller, and whatever you can fit in the stroller. So we do that quite often. But I'm always amazed, and not just those examples, but the people that you're walking down the sidewalk, and, and as you try to pass them, and again, not passing them like brushing against them, but just passing them on a very wide sidewalk. And, and I can't tell you how many people go, oh, excuse me. And it's like, you're fine. You, you weren't really in my way. And that just, again, comes back to that awareness. Know that you're on a sidewalk. Know that you're on a busy street. And know that people are, other people are going to be utilizing this sidewalk. Don't even get me started on the people on, with the people on cell phones. They're completely off in their own little world. And that's all the time. I watched a neighbor. I just happened to be outside uh, a neighbor on my street. And it was funny because she's looking at her friend. I could tell she's like looking at Instagram or something. And I hear her go, oh, that bitch. And then right as she's saying, oh, that bitch, she like trips and doesn't fall like on her face, but trips down the stairs and then like gets mad at the stair. And I was like, you're, yeah, you're looking at your phone. Concentrate on walking for the love of God. And I know this is a very stereotypical thing that people get uh, irritated with, but it's just like, come on, be aware of what's going on around you and just have respect for other people uh, that are anywhere anywhere whether it's walking down the street whether it's a grocery store whether it's a shopping mall whether it's a restaurant just have respect and be aware of what's around you you know this and i'm talking about adults but i see some of these adults out in the world and i'm like you are worse than my three-year-old you know it's one thing if a three-year-old goes and stands in the middle of a room and starts swinging their arms around they don't know any better an adult doing that which honest to god i see these kinds of things like the woman being carried and the feet swinging around you know better you know better so let's be better, let's do better, and let's recognize your fucking spatial awareness. Just recognize it. I don't expect anyone to move out of the way for me. I'm not the king. I don't think I'm not Donald Trump where I think I'm the king of the world or anything. No, but just have respect. Courtesy. It's common courtesy. And let's do that. Let's hit the point where we can all have common courtesy. And I know a lot of people out there do, but there's too many that don't at this point. Spatial awareness. Learn it, live it. Use it, and we'll all be more comfortable. Absolutely. Joey agrees with me. All right, let's move along here. Ooh. Oh, you know what's funny? Jo yeah, I I meant to, I had notes for six minutes here, too. We got to talk about that. Maybe we'll do that on the next one because I know we have some time before festival season here. All right, trending on social. Trending on social. Let's get into some of these things. I want to unpack a couple of these are kind of ridiculous. A couple of them are kind of funny. All of the above, whatever it might be. Uh, <laughs> Instagram had a, a purge recently. I put that in finger quotes. Uh, I know. <laughs> See? Oh, thank you, Joey. Thank you. That is another good point that I actually didn't include in my rant. I'm going to go back to that for a minute. Joey Isabel's pointing it out. Uh, I 100% agree with you. This happens with me on the sidewalk constantly. Uh, go to the right when walking. Like, don't walk in the middle of the sidewalk. Don't swerve around like, like you can't walk straight. It's, it's kind of like driving. If you've ever been on a bike path down by the beach and stuff, the right side. You're on the right. It's it's like driving. If if we could all get on the same page with that, we'd be in like in such better shape when it came to just, just spatial awareness and 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 moving around each other. Go to the right of the sidewalk, just like you're driving. It's very easy that way. Not the middle, not the left. Go to the right. I I even walk on the right sidewalk of the road. I purposefully do this until I get right by my house. Then I kind of cross at the crosswalk, and you know. But for the most part, my daughter and I are on the right side of the entire road when we're walking on the sidewalk. It's, it's just common courtesy. All right, the Instagram purge. This happened recently. I was unaware of it because uh, I, I don't know why I was unaware of it. It came up recently. Like, this week it came up, but I think this happened a little while ago. 
Yeah, it actually did happen a while ago, like a couple months ago. But this Instagram purge happened, and what happened was they were uh, getting rid of accounts on Instagram that uh, that were either not really violating policies, but that weren't sharing original uh, stuff, original artwork, original pictures, whatever it might be, that were basically just stealing other people's original stuff. Stealing being a relative term, because in, in the world we are in now, that, that is a very relative... We went through this with Baby Yoda last week, and the gifts, or two weeks, whenever it was, and the gifts... Uh, so that's a very relative term. However, I came across this article. Uh, there was a 15-year-old kid. I think he was in... I don't even know where he was, but it wasn't important. He actually went to log into his Instagram one day and found he couldn't log into five of his eight Instagram accounts. Well, through this article, you go to find out that he was making about $4,000 a month from his eight Instagram account accounts. Eight! Eight! Eight Instagram accounts. I can't even keep track of my one Instagram account. Like, this, that's why there's no go tell to the wall Instagram accounts. Too much. Like, it's too much. I might put that one on Bridget soon. Be like, Bridget, Instagram, go tell it to the wall. She'll, she'll take care of it. She'll get drunk with power. <laughs> that's what'll happen. Uh, but when, <laughs> so I don't know how this kid is handling eight of them, but he's making $4,000 a month at 15 years old. That's pretty good. Uh, but here's the thing. He wasn't sharing anything original. Uh, all of those eight accounts that he had were literally just sharing memes. Sharing other people's created memes. I'm not going to explain what a meme is. If you don't know what, go look it up on Google. Sharing memes. Funny little pictures that weren't actually created by him. $4,000 a month to share other people's content. So I like I want to feel bad, but I, I just I, I can't feel bad. I can't learn like you're not even doing the influencer thing the correct way because you're not sharing your own stuff. You're just sharing other people's stuff, so it's very difficult for me to feel bad for you. Fortunately, you're 15 years old, so go learn a real discernible skill. Don't do podcasting. Trust me. Go be a doctor or a lawyer or something. Something more exciting. I'm sure Joey will say, don't go into film. Don't go into like, film and tell. Nope, nope. It's, uh, yeah, it's a little bit cutthroat out there. All right, speaking of influencers, uh, we got some word. There was a, a company, and I don't want to get e even into the names or the exact company, but uh, there was a, a gentleman who owned a small company uh, and had direct messaged an influencer on Instagram and had, hi, Joan. Freaking Britain, huh, Joan? Almost wasn't in the studio, and I was like, I got to go in there and rant a bit because I can't handle what's going on across the pond right now. It's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, this this... The guy that owned this company is like a t-shirt company, uh, had communicated through direct messenger on Instagram with this influencer uh, who actually had like 500,000 followers or something. Uh, the influencer had agreed to wear a t-shirt. Uh, no, had agreed to give a mention of this company. Uh, and in exchange, the guy sent her a t-shirt, sent her a t-shirt. Well, what happened was he came out publicly a while after and said she didn't actually give any promotion to my company. And he was very upset about that. And some people were also upset, and they were some people were getting upset with the influencer. And I get it; uh, you should be a little upset with the influencer. But the thing is, it's it's just like the Instagram accounts that are like, "Well, I can't share memes anymore." Yeah, welcome to real life. Ask people that worked in the newspaper industry how that went. Ask people that worked in the record industry how how their careers have gone. This is. Th it ebbs and flows. This is what happens. And in this instance, with this influencer on Instagram, this has literally been happening to companies since the beginning of money. Like, don't think you're special because some influencer didn't promote your company despite the fact that you sent her a shirt. I worked at, at 
a Disney marketing for eight years. Eight years. The Walt Disney Company, Disney Channel and Radio Disney. I did that for eight years. I can't tell you how many times I had to talk to the accounting department to be like, yeah, that million dollar client, they haven't fully paid up. All that, that advertising, not fully paid for. And I didn't even deal in money. I can't imagine, like the accountants were the ones that really had to deal with. These kind of things happen. And you know what we do to combat these kind of things? We have legal documents called contracts. You don't just direct message somebody on a social platform and then expect that to be held. You know, that's not a guarantee. That's why we have signed contracts. That's why we have lawyers for things like this. So grow up, this dude with this company. It's one thing to be upset, but don't throw people under the bus. You should have had, had a contract signed. Simple as that. Simple as that. All right, we've got a couple hashtags trending on the on the Twitter right now. Oh, yeah. Mm. Both of them uh, pretty good, actually. One of them really silly but good in a certain way, and one of them really good. Uh, one that is trending today, like literally just today, because I believe this happened this morning, is hashtag Greta Thunberg outdid Trump. That's right, hashtag Greta Thunberg outdid Trump. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, with I'm not going to get into Greta. Uh, but if you're not familiar with the most recent instance with the Orange Menace and, and Greta Thunberg, uh, he came out and, and started insulting her on Twitter like he did before. Uh, I believe she's she's 16 years old. Somebody will correct me on that. Uh, so, of course, what she did, similar to what she did before when he came out and insulted her, she actually changed her bio to lean into the insults he was throwing at her. Completely lean into it. So that's how she got back. And I'm, I'm not going to give the exact quote, uh, but it was it, it was Greta must work on her anger management problem, then go to a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. Uh, and then so she changed her bio to a teenager working on her anger management, currently chilling and watching a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. <laughs> she changed her bio to that. Uh, but again, this is the world we live in. And don't you, because I, I, I didn't want to talk about it on the pod and the whole Baron Trump thing. And somebody literally just said Baron, literally just said Baron Trump's name. And Melania Trump decided to come out and tweet that that was so offensive and you should never, ever, ever attack a child. Despite the fact that all he said was his fucking name. Yeah, look, I would say look across the bed. I I doubt that they're actually sleeping in the same bed. Shit, I wouldn't. (laughs) I wouldn't sleep in a bed with either one of them. I I don't care. You show me all those silly modeling photos you want. I don't want to be anywhere near Melania either. But seriously, like, just look across the bedroom. At your own husband and what he's doing before it. Oh, God, it's that great. I'm trying. I was talking to someone recently who's not even religious or anything. But there's the Bible verse of uh, uh, of uh, uh, before you look at the splinter in someone else's eye, look at the plank in your own eye. That, that's what's happening here, Melania. That's absolutely what's happening here. You have you have no right to come out and chastise anyone else until your husband shuts the fuck up. Period. That's it. Period. There's there's no excuse. You can be a supporter. You know, I'm, and if you are, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast, like I've said a billion times in the past. You can be a supporter, but you, even if you are, you have to step back and look at that and say, okay, this is hypocritical, and this is wrong. And if you're not, then you're, I mean, you're, honestly, you're probably beyond help if you still support the Orange Menace. But really, if you're still supporting, if you're supporting that ridiculousness, oh, God, do us all a favor. Go play in traffic. All right, hashtag YouTube is over. That's right. That's another hashtag that's trending on the Twitter and other social platforms right now. Hashtag YouTube is over. Did you guys know YouTube is over? I know I just promoted our YouTube channel, but apparently YouTube is over. Now, this hashtag is trending now because people are freaking out. 
Uh, and I'll get into more of why they're freaking out. This is partially because of the kid stuff. If you're not familiar with YouTube, they, they made it, uh, they changed their policy recently where if you have kid content, you have to you have to go through and make sure that you're COPA compliant. This is another ridiculous thing that I'm quite familiar with spending eight years at Disney. COPA is the uh, Ch Child Online Privacy Protection Act. Haha, <laughs> you like that? COPA. Uh, so websites that are geared toward children have to be COPA compliant. And so YouTube, any channels that are geared toward children, now they are making sure that they are COPA compliant. Honestly, I have no problem with this. Everyone started losing their minds. It was funny. I was, I was watching all these like these YouTubers and, and broadcasters and influencers on social platforms, and they're like, what? This is so confusing. What do I do? You either make videos for kids or you make don't make videos for kids. Like It was funny because I Go Tell It to the Wall was also subject to this. And so what did I do? I went in immediately when they changed it, and they were like, well, you can do this is for kids for every, for kids or not for kids for every video, or you can just have a default for your channel. Well, go tell it to the wall is not for children. Boom. Default. Done. No problem. No problem. And I'm going to get into, uh, and it's all going to be fine. Everyone needs to calm down. YouTube's not going anywhere. It's going to be fine. YouTube is owned by freaking Google. Let's, let's all calm down a little bit. Uh, there's also another policy change that I have dropped down here in tech news that we're going to talk about a little bit. And I think that's what people are uh, also getting into. Oh no, never mind. <laughs> it's not in tech news. It's right here. Oh, man. Uh, YouTube bullying crackdown. This is the other thing that people are freaking out about. So YouTube came out uh, just today, no, yesterday, uh, with a new policy that you will no longer be able to uh, post videos that spew insults based on gender, uh, race, gender, or sexual orientation. And, in fact, I want to give you this quote from one of the heads of YouTube. Um, <laughs> Copa compliant. That's what Bridget is singing Copa Compliant like Copacabana. Uh, that might be a good YouTube video, Bridget. Let's work on that one. Uh, Copa Compliant, Copacabana. Uh, but let me share this quote with you from, uh, from one of the heads of uh, YouTube. And I quote, We will no longer allow content that maliciously insults someone based on protected attributes such as their race, gender, expression, or sexual orientation. And that's the vice president and global head of trust and safety at YouTube. Uh, he said that just yesterday, actually, just Wednesday, December 11th of this week. And uh, and again, people are freaking out about this. It's, a, it's another freedom of speech thing. And here's the thing, wall fans, common sensors. Common sense says that this is a, a privately owned platform. Common sense to me also says that if you have to sit there on your channel and, and insult people based on their race, their sexual orientation, uh, or their uh, what was the other, or their gender, then you have problems. Find something better to talk about. And this is, this is partly spawned from uh, the reporter. We talked about this about a year ago who came out and was like, this channel is literally using like hateful words toward me because of my sexual orientation and YouTube is doing nothing. They're just letting them rack up views. Well, now YouTube's cracking down on it. And I, for one, am in favor of this. I, for one, am in favor of this. And if you listen to Go Tell It to the Wall, if you watch Go Tell It to the Wall, you know that... We're going to be fine. Unless they start protecting orange people, we're going to be just fine. So don't worry about go tell to the wall going anywhere. Speaking of orange people, drop this one into uh, social trending on social here because uh, this was posted to social platforms by the Orange Menace's team, not the White House, but his, his, his campaign team actually posted a particular image this week of the Orange Menace. It's actually his head on the body of Thanos. Uh, 
you're not familiar with Thanos, he was the main villain in Avengers uh, Endgame, Avengers, uh, whatever the one before that was, the last two Avengers movies. He's the main bad guy. He essentially murdered, not even essentially, he did murder half of the universe by snapping his fingers. Murdered half the universe. Trump's campaign team thinks that this is to associate with the Orange Menace. And in fact, and I quote from the tweet that came out from the Trump campaign team, and I quote, House Democrats can push their sham impeachment all they want. President Trump's re-election is inevitable. End quote. This really happened. This honest to God happened this week. The Orange Menace is associating himself with a mass murderer, and he thinks that's okay. You want to know what the scariest thing? Because the scariest thing is not the fact that he did that and his campaign team did that and he was okay with it. The scariest thing is there are people in this country that probably saw that and cheered. You're cheering for a mass murderer. And that's really all I can say about that. This is our world now. This is our world. All right, let's move on to some entertainment news. Oh, this one. I'm going to do my best to hold it together uh, for this one. Um, we, lost a, we lost a legend on Sunday. Uh, it was funny. I was in Los Olivos and uh, stepped outside for a minute and checked the news, and I went, you've got to be kidding me. Fortunately, uh, he lived a great life, but uh, this past Sunday, we lost a legend, great person, uh, and a legendary puppeteer in Carol Spinney. Uh, if you're not familiar with Carol Spinney, you should be. Because he was he was one of the great ones, uh, very close to Jim Henson. He actually was was the original and played up until the past couple of years, uh, Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch on Sesame Street. Both of those characters. So think about that. You know, especially if you're my age, but even a little older. You know, depending your age, uh, how influential Sesame Street was and how influential Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch were uh, to your your upbringing, your childhood, uh, and if you're like me, to your adulthood. Uh, so rest in peace, Carol. We're going to miss you. Uh, fortunately, he was 85. Um, I hope that I'm, you know, uh, if I hit 85, I'm going to be like, cool, can check out now. Uh, so he did a li live a good life, a uh, great life. Uh, but unfortunately, we have lost a, a legend, a legend in Carol Spinney. So rest in peace. And uh, what's the... Uh, Hail fellow, well met. That's the term I've been trying to use. I was trying to remember it. I was talking to someone recently. Uh, hail fellow, well met, uh, Carol Spinney. And uh, and thank you for everything you did to to shape my life. And, and not only my childhood, but my adult life. Magical Muppet, for God's sake. Uh, I have a soft spot for, for all of everything that has anything to do with Henson and, and Henson puppets and Muppets. All right, uh, Disney. Ooh, another lawsuit for Disney. This one, I don't think is quite as frivolous as the, the, that uh, South Korean lawsuit we talked about last week. Uh, but Disney is being sued specifically again for Frozen 2. Uh, and this one is actually pertaining to a slogan that they've been using. Disney has been using the slogan, Trust Your Journey, on a lot of the Frozen 2 merchandise. I, I haven't seen the movie yet, but I, I kind of know why they're doing this. It's all about they're taking a journey. I've read the Golden Book. My wife brought home the Golden Book for Frozen 2, and I was like, dang, honey, spoilers. But it doesn't spoil it too much. 
Although the toys are spoilers. I was in Target the other day, and I'm looking at, I'm looking, oh, this Anna and Kristoff uh, set. That, and I'm walking around with my daughter. She's like, oh, I want Anna and Kristoff. And I looked, and I was like, well, now I know that happens in the movie. I'm not going to spoil it for everyone else out there that has kids. Or if you don't have kids and you just want to not have it spoiled. Uh, but the Trust Your Journey tagline is actually trademarked uh, by a company called Trust Your Journey. And this is a company that uh, they they share uh, positive stories of cancer survivors. Positive stories of cancer survivors. And they've done this since 2007. Uh, so they have brought about a lawsuit against Disney uh, to get them to stop using the slogan. Because, of course, Disney's now making money hand over fist. Uh, and this is a small company. Uh, trust your journey. But... That's definitely some market confusion when you're talking about a company that that shares positive stories about cancer survivors uh, compared to a, a media company that that is pushing product and, and films and cartoons and everything else. So I, that usually I sit here and I'm like market confusion. Get over yourself. But this one is like, eh, those are very different. Maybe. Yeah. If you have a trademark to trust your it's yours. Your company is literally called trust your journey. Oh, more Disney news. No, where is this? Oh no, I gotta get through this first. Oh, that's a Disney news. Too. Everything's just free. Everything's Disney. Did you hear the news recently? Iger said in an interview, he's like, <laughs> something came up. What's the next thing you want to buy? Like, just we're just waiting for Disney to eat up every single little thing. And he's like, oh, I'd love to own, love for Disney to own the James Bond franchise. Like, Jesus Christ, man, you don't have to own everything. Competition is great and it's healthy. You know, I mean, I don't want to be the only podcast on the face of the earth. That'd be stressful for the love of God. Anyway. Uh, Star Wars, there's apparently a secret Star Wars video on Amazon, uh, and if, if, that just, it like, just recently dropped, and it's actually a behind-the-scenes clip from Rise of Skywalker, behind-the-scenes clip, apparently pretty cool clip, I haven't seen it yet, if you're interested in seeing this clip, uh, all you have to do is go to Amazon and type in hashtag the Rise of Skywalker, or if you have an Amazon uh, Fire TV or whatever and the, the voice activated remote, you can actually just say to your remote, uh, the force will be with you always. And then it will pull up. And it's actually going to take you to a website um, that has you can buy advanced tickets for screenings of the new film. And it's also got products on there, of course. This is that's what Disney does. And this, from a marketing standpoint, I can't even be like, Disney's so greedy. It is brilliant. Put the products there. People are going to buy them. Uh, but you're also going to find that behind-the-scenes clip from Rise of Skywalker. So check that out if you're interested. I might check it out. I'm also I'm usually one of those ones. That I also I like to go into the movie theater. I don't know if I'll see the Star Wars in the movie theater. Uh, the last Star Wars was actually the very first Star Wars that I did not see in the movie theater. Now, obviously, it might re-release, and I'll still get a chance to see it because I'm, I'm actually too young to have seen the original Star Wars in the movie theater when it first came out. I saw those on re-releases, but the first movie I didn't see in the theater, first Star Wars film I didn't see in the theater, uh, of the trilogies, of the main ones, I didn't see Rogue One, uh, but of the main ones was was uh, the last one, um, the last was Last Jedi or whatever, yeah. Uh, so check that out if you're interested. I, I like to be surprised in the theater. We'll see if I actually go see it in the theater. Uh, more Disney news. Disney Mulan, the live-action Mulan, is coming out soon. And we've already got a boycott over it. This one actually makes a little bit of sense to me. Uh, the star of Mulan, who I believe is... is, uh, is she's I believe she's Chinese. She's Asian, uh, but I believe Chinese specifically, uh, came out 
and had posted something on a, a, a Chinese social network, uh, which is similar to Twitter, I guess. It's like we, Weibo or one of those, but they, you know, they have, there's a Chinese social network. And if you're not familiar in China, there's a lot of, you can't get to a lot of certain social networks in China uh, because of just how they have everything set up. I'm not going to get into semantics on that. But she actually uh, shared a post uh, talking about how she supported the Hong Kong police. Now, if you're not familiar with all of the protests going on in Hong Kong, the police have, uh, they, people have really gone after the police for the brutality and, and, and the, the way they have treated protesters. So now, of course, the Hong Kong protesters and the people that are sympathetic and supportive of the Hong Kong protesters have come out and pointed out that the film should be boycotted. Um, I don't, you know, here's the thing. The police have been highly criticized, and I'm sure there's some reasoning behind it. Uh, so this boycott to me looks pretty justified. Uh, however, I will say from, from an entertainer standpoint, you know, it, it, it's good to be socially, uh, active and use your platform for certain things, but this might not have been the right time to, to do that. You know, maybe you should have done it before you were, you're cast in the film. I, I don't know. I can definitely support that boycott. This boycott, however, I cannot support in the least, just not even, not even minimally support this one. Uh, and that's a boycott of the Hallmark Channel. Now, let me backtrack there. I could personally boycott the Hallmark Channel just because I don't really care to watch Hallmark movies. I'm not saying they're bad. They kind of are. I'm not saying they're terrible. They kind of are. But it's just not my cup of tea, you know, Hallmark movies. I don't do a lot of watching of the Hallmark movies. So I, I could personally easily boycott. However, I can't support this boycott. There's a group called One Million Moms. Get more creative with your freaking group names. One Million Moms. And they're obviously a weird Christian, crazy organization. There's nothing wrong with being Christian. If you listen to the podcast, you know that. There's, there is something wrong with being Christian or religious and doing things like this. And this group, One Million Moms, uh, have actually called for the Hallmark Channel boycott because it aired a commercial that featured a same-sex couple kissing at their wedding Two women, same-sex couple, kissing at their wedding. And, of course, this puts one million moms over the top, and they want to boycott Hallmark Channel because they watch the Hallmark Channel with their families, and it's so offensive to their children. You know what's offensive? You know what's offensive is hating on people for the way that they are. They're doing nothing to affect you, doing nothing to affect your family. This whole gay agenda, and it's funny because I read this article, and they're like, the Hallmark Channel is pushing the gay agenda. I still don't know what the fuck the gay agenda is. Unless the gay agenda is like, hey, we would like to have equal rights. Is that the gay agenda? Then push the shit out of it and let me help you push it. That's the only thing I could think of. Uh, so one million moms, go to hell. Just just get the fuck out of here. I'm done with this shit. Uh, and maybe I'm going to go watch some uh, some Hallmark Channel just to uh, just to stick it to them, even though I don't like Hallmark Channel. And on another note, have you seen other commercials out there? Like, that's, that's, that's what gets you fired up. I, I, I like to watch football games and other sporting events. My daughter really, and she loves college football especially. I think she likes football because she likes watching it with daddy. But she loves college football because that, those bands start playing and she loses. She's like, oh my god, the bands. But I sit down and watch a football game and I've got Viagra ads. Like, and all the other, there's like five other companies now that are doing boner pills. You know, he's, he's instead of getting natural things. No, no, take these pills. Put more shit in your body. And don't even get me started on that fucking servant show. 
I don't even know what it is. That servant show with the creepy baby with the eyes. Yeah, I basically curl up into a ball anytime I accidentally catch part of that commercial because it scares the shit out of me. But sure, a married couple kissing. Oh, that's so offensive. Give me a break. Oh, Oh, this next one matches my shirt. I'm actually wearing my Christmas vacation shirt today. Mm. And I didn't mention. Next week is the last Thursday before Christmas. You know what that means. Go tell us the wall. Holiday special 2019. Uh... But speaking of Christmas and, and awesome holiday Christmassy things, uh, the Griswolds TV show. That's right. You heard me right. There is actually a, a sp- I, don't, I don't think the right word spinoff here, but there is a, a spinoff, for lack of a better word, show that could possibly be coming to HBO Max. It is in very, very, very early development, script development right now. Uh, and right now, Johnny Galecki is attached to the script. So it's going to be... A, if it does come out of development, it's going to be a, a uh, sitcom that is set in the Chicago suburb. can't remember the name of the suburb. Someone's going to hit me with it on the live feed right now. I should know. And like, not only being a, uh, a John Hughes fan, but a Kevin Smith fan. They, there's a whole freaking uh, movie about going to this place. But anyway, that, that town in Chicago, it's going to follow the Griswold family in Chicago. Uh, and, and just I don't even want to call it a deep cut because I, I think most people know it, but I always forget Johnny Galecki uh, was actually Rusty in Christmas Vacation. Johnny Galecki was one of the Rusties, and it's, I always forget. Like today, I was looking, I was like, "Oh yeah, that was Johnny Galecki." Like, yeah, so um, he is the Rusty in there. So of course they had to get him in there. I'm like, well, Chevy Chase is off his rocker, so uh, let's get Johnny Galecki. Oh man, Keanu Reeves Day. That's right, Keanu Reeves Day. If you haven't heard of this one. Just, just We just got an announcement of this this week, and it wasn't even like a big announcement, some official Keanu Reeves day. We're just making it that uh, because we found out, based on release schedules, that The Matrix 4 and John Wick Chapter 4 are actually both slated for May 21st, 20, 2020. Wait, what? 2021. Yes, thank you. I'm losing my place here. Uh, 2021. So on May 21st, 2021, you are going to get two... Keanu Reeves headed oh, two Keanu Reeves headed uh, films, major franchise films coming out that same day. So of course it's Keanu Reeves Day, uh, and it's also going to be the weekend that Keanu Reeves makes a ton of money. Now that being said, we are talking a year and a half from now, uh, five hundred and twenty some days from now, uh, and anyone that's worked in film, me personally working in film marketing. Uh, those schedules change. So one of those films, or even both, could end up coming off of that weekend. However, right now, we're all dubbing it Keanu Reeves Day. Or as I like to say, the day that Keanu Reeves gets even richer than he already was. (laughs) Uh, Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. We're getting some confirmation on Baby Yoda. Hasbro finally came out with uh, the actual Baby Yoda toys that they are producing. Uh, And it looks like there's, there's like six different uh different toys coming out uh, everything from figures to plush uh, and there's even a talking baby yoda that's going to be coming out they are available for for pre-order right now on hasbro.com uh, however they are not shipping until may of 2020 so you've got about six months to actually get one of those baby yodas in your hand uh, but if, if you're just if you're just hankering for it you can you can go pre-order one and, and count down the days until may and that baby yoda shows up on your doorstep all right, Spotify. Ooh, Spotify and Netflix. 
kind of teaming up. Not really teaming up. Not in the way that you would think. Actually, I think they're kind of teamed up. You can get a spot, like a combo pack, uh, Spotify and, and Netflix. Uh, but they are there's a project coming out of Netflix uh, based on Spotify. Uh, they're actually developing a scripted series, scripted television, well, scripted Netflix series uh, based on Spotify. And it's actually based on the book Spotify Untold. Uh, so it's all about the streaming company's origins, which... This could be terrible, could be interesting. However, there is a book, and it has the book has done well. Uh, so we'll see. This Netflix series could do well, uh, do well as well. You know, Spotify. It, it's a crazy. Just everybody's on Spotify. Like last week, I felt I was like, I don't have a year in review to share. Funny thing is, I realized I actually do. <laughs> but the podcast, I don't listen to music on uh, Spotify. However, Go Tell It to the Wall uh, is featured on Spotify. Uh, so there actually is a year in review that I got to go pull. Although most of our fans listen uh, on different like podcasts, we I, I I think Spotify is is a small drop in the bucket compared to uh, the other platforms that most of our listeners use. All right, we got a little bit of sports news here. Both of these very topical, uh, interesting. Even if you are not a sports fan, in fact, this one I told my wife today. I was like, "You want some good news?" And I was like, "Well, wait." I had to temper it. I was like, "Not really good news for us, uh, but some good news just in general." Major League Baseball actually came out with new drug testing policies today. Uh, there's two things to unpack from this. Uh, they And this is funny because I thought they already did, but they came out and they said they're going to start testing for opioids. They didn't test for opioids. It's like, you got to be kidding me. You, you weren't testing for opioids before? Uh, so now they are going to start testing for opioids among uh, some other drugs that they weren't testing for, like fentanyl and, and something else. A lot of this is spawned from uh, the unfortunate death of Tyler Skaggs, who had been abusing opioids and had overdosed uh, in a hotel in Texas when the the uh, the Anaheim Angels were on a road trip there in Texas to play the Rangers. Uh, so that's good on you, MLB. I think that's great. You should have been testing for it from the beginning. Uh, but now, you know, moving forward, now you're going to be testing on it. The even cooler part that came out today, uh, and it was kind of buried by the opioid testing thing, is they downgraded, Major League Baseball actually downgraded marijuana when it comes to their drug testing. And what that means is they are treating marijuana the same way that they treat alcohol in their athletes in Major League Baseball. So that means it's not going to get you suspended. You are Baseball players are now officially able to use it. Uh, the only time it can be a, become a problem is if it's so much abuse that then they have to send them to counseling. Uh, but then again, it's counseling. It's not a suspension or, or anything along those lines. I'm actually kind of shocked that baseball was the first to do this. I really thought the NBA would be the first to do it, uh, probably then followed by baseball. I thought because the NBA is just so progressive and they're really ahead of the curve. Uh, you ask any sports fan like of the four major North American sports, you know, who who the most progressive commissioner is, it's going to be Adam Silver for the NBA. Uh, right behind that is probably Rob Manfred with the with Major League Baseball. Uh, so I was very surprised that baseball was the first to do this. I think it's great. I'm sure basketball is not far behind. Maybe hockey, the commissioner of hockey, is terrible, and the NFL is just never going to do it. The NFL, they're just, we got to protect our shield. Like five of my listeners got that. They're like, oh, yeah, protect the shield. Morons in the in the NFL. Not my moron listeners. The morons in the NFL protect, protecting the shield. It's ridiculous. I don't know why I still watch NFL football. Speaking of NFL football, uh, there is a, a, a cornerback defensive player for the New York Giants. Uh, he had an instance recently where a fan had kind of tried to heckle him and ask him a question. And then 
And his response was, and I quote, I can only do my job here, R word. You know what the R word is. He said, and I quote, I can only do my job, R word. Said it to the person that was talking to him. Now, of course, this is wrong. This is wrong. And it probably wouldn't even have talked about it if he'd come out and said, oh, I slipped. I, I didn't know what I was saying. That's a terrible thing to say, you know. No, what he did was he came out and he said it's a culture thing. Not only, And he said after that he then said it's a hood thing, a hood thing. Here's the thing. These always drive me nuts because people like to lean back on it. Oh, it's a cultural thing. It's not a cultural thing when all you're doing is offending. That's all you're doing. And he said, oh, we just use words in, in the hood. Maybe find a different word. That's the thing. It's just like we talk about with triggered. That's offensive to people that suffer from mental illness. Don't use that word flippantly like so many people in the media and so many fucking politicians do right now. There's other words. Same thing here. Now, will I admit as a kid? Yeah, as a kid, I'm sure I used that word. I definitely used it. We, as kids, if, if you're my age or older, even a little younger than me, you probably use gay as a slur. But here's the thing. It's 2019. It's almost 2020. 2020. We know better at this point. And even if you don't know better and someone informs you that what you're doing is wrong, don't double down on it. Don't lean back on it. It's a cultural thing. If your cultural thing is highly offensive, then you can't lean back on it. You know what else used to be a cultural thing in this country? Slavery. That doesn't mean it's okay at all. It's the same thing. Like, there's a lot of cultures that do the whole, like, uh, the catcalling thing, and they go, that's real big in the Caribbean, the islands down there. It's offensive. It's catcalling. I don't care if it's part of your culture. Grow up. Grow up. There's no reason to be offensive. All right, let's move on to some mental health here. I'm actually going to save this. That's some anxiety coping skills. Uh, but I just want to talk briefly about this because this came up recently, and I think we're going to talk about this a little bit in Mental Health Mondays coming up here soon. Let me get a little sip of my uh, St. Archer Tropical IPA. Mm. I am enjoying it. These A lot of the tropical IPAs are too fruity for me, but this is like, it's like just the right amount of fruity tropical flavor. Um, this came up recently on The Mighty. I was doing a little bit of research uh, in the past week or so. It was somebody talking about relationships, specifically new relationships. I can't even get to this where I have it bookmarked. There we go. Thank you. Uh, new relationships and how that can be scary for a lot of people. And the thing is, and I can tell you, and really, I, just, I want to talk about this from my own personal experience. Uh, a lot of people think of me as, as very extroverted, you know, and especially like people, they're like, oh, you go on a podcast and you're like, no, I sit in a, I sit in a room and, and, you know, I have interaction with a few people here on the live stream, but for the most part, I sit in a room and I yell at a wall. But people tend to think I'm very extroverted because uh, on the outside, I am. I am. A lot of times it's even a defense mechanism for me. If, I, if I'm loud and, and obnoxious, you know, for lack of a better word, then, then maybe people are not going to look at the side of me that is not loud and obnoxious. I think a lot of people deal with this regularly uh, when it comes to getting close to people, especially new people. For me, I keep a lot of people at an, at an arm's distance. I have lots of acquaintances and, and have lots of friends. I don't have a lot of close friends. And that's because whenever you have close friendships, close relationships, you inevitably hit a point where you have to get into specifics. Now, I, especially over the past you know seven, eight years, have been very open about my struggles with mental illness. 
However, it's not something you want to unload on a on a friend, on a new friend, or someone that you're you're becoming close and having a friendship with. You know, I unload that on my wife. She stuck with it. She stood in front of a bunch of people and promised that she'd deal with it. <laughs> I often remind her about that in a joking way. But it's very difficult for some of us out there. And the main reason I bring this up is, is twofold. I bring it up because if you're somebody that is suffering from mental illness, has a mental health problem, uh, know that you're not alone. It's okay to feel that way. And do your best to combat that while also staying, making sure that you're comfortable. Uh, but the other reason is if you're somebody out there that has friends and you might be, you might be saying, why am I not, why are they not calling me? Why are they not showing up to this party? Whatever it might be. A lot of times that could be because they don't have the energy to do it. Myself, this happens quite often. Be like, I just, I don't have the energy to get out to that. I don't. So keep that in mind. When it comes to your mental health, uh, you don't have to force yourself to do anything. But at the same time, don't put yourself in that hole. It's it's the uh, the uh, the recharge versus like getting out there that we've talked about a few times here on the podcast. So keep that in mind, whichever side of the ball you fall on. Uh, keep that in mind, whether it's you, whether it's your friends. Uh, there could be more going on. And no, just not to push. And people will open up. I do have close friends as well. It just takes a lot for somebody to become a close friend of mine. You know, for me to actually be completely honest. That's... And there are a lot of people out there that are like that. So keep that in mind. All right. I have a couple things for parenting here. And actually, what we're going to do, because I was reminded with Joey on the live stream here, we're going to be talking some six minutes uh, over the next few episodes here. Uh, But just a top line, that is heading to the festival circuit here soon. Six minutes we've been talking about for a while. Uh, We were talking about the GoFundMe, and uh, we were talking about when they went into production, and now they are hitting the festival circuit soon, so we'll keep everyone updated on that as well. Uh, We'll get a little more details on that uh, over the next couple episodes, especially as we get closer to festival season, because that kind of January, February, March is is when all that uh, really kicks in. Uh, But I have a couple parenting things as well. Uh, There was a teacher in Michigan, and these are very... (laughs) <laughs> they just went here because I had nowhere else to put them. Teacher in Michigan uh, had a student uh, who was wearing a Women for Trump pin. Women for Trump pin. Now, I don't think it's cool to wear a Women for Trump pin, but here's the thing. People are allowed to wear Women for Trump pins. People are allowed to wear Make America Great Again hats. This teacher actually decided to pull the pin off of the student, female student, male teacher, making it even worse. Just because, you know, calm down. You shouldn't be doing that to anybody, let alone a female who is probably a minor, and you're a teacher, pulled the pin off of her and put it on upside down and said that's how it should be. Well, this this, this poor girl's family uh, actually filed a police report. And here's the thing. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. It's probably a little extreme to file a police report. Uh, but I don't blame them. Because as much as I hate Trump, hate the orange menace, as much as I wouldn't want to see that pin on anybody near me or around me, that doesn't give you any right to rip something off of somebody. Like, adult to adult, let alone teacher to student. I don't care what kind of thing. Now, if it's offensive, that's one thing. And honestly, when I do, I, I find that somewhat offensive. Because just Trump, the orange menace as a whole, is very offensive. But you can't do that. You just can't. <sighs> Axe body spray. See, I told you, there's nowhere else to put these things. So they went into parenting. Apparently, uh, there was a prank gone wrong... And uh, somebody, we're getting word that it was a prank, but somebody sprayed a ton of Axe body spray in a school bus. 
and the school bus had to be evacuated. And you might laugh, be like, that's kind of, and I kind of, when I first saw it, I was like, oh my God, that's kind of funny and kind of weird. And well, it turns out there was 30 students on the bus. 15 of them had to be treated for uh, mild respiratory irritation. And actually I did have a good reason for putting this in parenting. Cause if you're a parent out there, I don't care how old your kids are. Don't let them wear Axe body spray. Unless the name's Chad, but you named your kid Chad. <laughs> it's funny. I have a friend, friend's name, Chad. They're going to be like, what? Sorry, Chads. I'm just making a joke. Uh, but seriously, nobody should be wearing Axe body spray. It is a horrible scourge on the environment. And apparently this isn't the first time it's happened. I, I was reading, I was like, oh my God, this happened before? Malfunctioning Axe body spray? Like nobody needs, nobody needs Axe body spray. Pick up some deodorant, dude. Get yourself some deodorant. If you, you know, you're really you're going on like a nice date or something. Find a cologne that you like. Just one, one spritz of cologne, done. None of toxic spray all over your body. Good lord, I don't understand how people are still using that stuff. All right, let's move on to some tech because we are running out of time. Started late because of this freaking shoe, freaking Elsa Barbie shoe. It's gonna drive me nuts. I'm gonna super gloom. That's the thing is, I want to super gloom as a doll. But then my daughter's going to be like, it's not coming off. And it's going to, oh, God, I can't do that either. All right, I've got a couple of tech things that I want to get into real quick. And then I've got a couple of common sense things. And then we're going to wrap up episode 118. Uh, oh, I'm not even going to talk about that one. So Fitbit. Any, any of you out there wearing Fitbits? Well, apparently there was a story that came up recently. A woman uh, caught her boyfriend cheating based on his Fitbit. They had synced up their Fitbits, which apparently is a thing you could do. My wife has a Fitbit. I don't have a Fitbit. Uh, but apparently you can sync up your Fitbits, and then she noticed that his Fitbit started spiking at 4 o'clock in the morning and realized that he was being intimate with someone else and cheating on her. And that was the way... Uh... Oh, thank you, Joey. Six minutes is, is one week away from done, so they're still finishing editing. And then the, then the uh, uh, festival circuit's coming up. But she got her boyfriend cheating because his Fitbit spiked at 4 a.m. Uh, so the moral of the story here is... Uh, actually, the moral of the story is don't cheat on your significant other. Just don't. I mean, you know, if you're like 18, I'm not going to sit here. and that's, I'd, I'd have to tell you a story about a pot and a kettle if I... But, you know, if you're an adult, <laughs> stop. Stop. Uh, but if you really... Like, if you have to, it's something you're going to do. Uh, take off your Fitbit. You don't need those extra points, man. You don't need them. Uh, this is a really cool feature for any of you out there that use Google Assistant. Uh, just dropped today, actually. Google's, Google Assistant's interpreter mode uh, is coming to phones. Just dropped today. Might not be on your phone yet, but it is coming to your phone. Uh, and this is, you can literally say the phrase. I can't say it because I don't like to trigger or to uh, engage everyone's uh, Google Homes. Uh, but you say that phrase, and then you say, uh, help me speak Thai, for example. And then it puts your Google Assistant into interpreter mode, uh, and you can actually speak different languages through your phone, which is fantastic. I know there's other apps out there like this, uh, but this sounds like one of the most intuitive and best ones that, that, that you're going to be able to find. So check that out if you're a Google uh, user. And it's actually, even if you're an iPhone user, I take that back because it's going to there's a, a uh, Google Assistant iOS app. So you're actually going to be able to get the, uh, the interpreter through that even if you're an iPhone user. Although I'm sure Apple has something that, that's... Uh, proprietary to them so who knows all right uh actually i'm not even because we talked about that i'm gonna leave you with this uh for all of you out there that are maybe donating to churches 
maybe think twice and uh, and and check out where your money's going because this came out recently. We found out that only the the Vatican, the Catholic Church, the the center of the Catholic Church, actually has a a campaign they do every year, and it's uh it's called Peter's Pence. Saint Peter was the original. The, he's he's kind of. And why am I getting into semantics? My 13 years of catechism is just flowing through me right now. Uh, St. Peter was the original pope, essentially. That's, that's A lot of people give, give that to him. Uh, so this is a big campaign they do to raise money for the poor. Raise money for the poor. We go to find out that only about 10% of that money actually goes toward the poor. You know where the other 90% has gone recently? It goes to the administrative budget for the Vatican. So instead of feeding poor people, it's going to administrators for that giant thing there in Rome with all that gold on it and shit. And, I, and I'll give Pope Francis credit. He's a little better than, oh, Jesus Christ, especially than Pope Benedict. I used to look at Pope Benedict. I was like, dude, you're going to fall over with all his rings on your fingers. Maybe a little less jewelry. Maybe a little less gold. Maybe the Pope just needs like two outfits. You know, just 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 a thought. Just a thought. And honestly, if you need administrative fees for the Vatican, raise them that way. Don't tell people that you're you're raising money for the poor and then put it toward people that aren't poor. That aren't poor. We're all better than this. Stuff like this is a big reason why I, I will never, ever, 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 ever be religious again. I think the community when it comes to religion can be great. I think the greed when it comes to religion just overshadows everything else. Everything else. And here's a great example of that. So do better, Vatican. Do better. You're embarrassing yourselves. Jesus. Oh, oh, man. Man, oh, man. Starting late tonight. Freaking Barbie shoes and everything. I'm exhausted. Got a lot going on, but don't forget, next week, uh, the Go Tell to the Wall Holiday Special 2019. Man, getting into another year here. Been doing this for quite a while. And, uh, and good things on the horizon in 2020. For go tell to the wall, but we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. Uh, let's see. Don't forget, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod is our official Go Tell to the Wall Twitter account. You can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. Of course, Facebook, where we are currently live, Facebook.com/slash Go Tell to the Wall, uh, and YouTube. Head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall, subscribe to our page. Uh, and I've been mentioning it on and off. If you want to want to follow my personal Instagram account, which is basically children and concerts uh that would be at socal sean s-o-c-a-l-s-e-a-n and don't forget to bookmark sean o'rourke live.com that's again sean o'rourke live.com your one-stop shop for everything go tell it's the wall and sean o'rourke live all right wall fans common sensors podcast consumers social media world that's going to do it for us with episode 118 as I said, we will be back next week, not with episode 119, but with the Go Tell to the Wall Holiday Special 2019. And remember, Wall fans, common sensors, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, and no matter why you are doing it, always, always use common sense. <laughs>